Does this study really show how to maintain weight loss? This is the Weight in Healthcare newsletter. If you appreciate the content here, please consider supporting the newsletter by subscribing and or sharing. Reader Barbara sent me an article with the headline, How to Maintain Weight Loss According to People Who Succeeded. This article was about a study called, In Their Own Words, Topic Analysis of the Motivations and Strategies of Over 6,000 Long-Term Weight Loss Maintainers by Phelan et al. The premise, this is a study funded by a grant from Weight Watchers, aka WW, that analyzes 6,139 subjects' responses to six open-ended questions. Two of the study authors are current employees and shareholders in Weight Watchers. I think it's important to put this in context. They have 6,139 people who participated out of a total of 7,419 who are part of Weight Watchers Success Registry, who they are calling successes. More on this later. Weight Watchers, aka WW, had 4.5 million subscribers at the end of 2020 alone, which was down 4.3% year over year. The subjects here represent just 0.14% of just the 2020 membership alone. The total membership of their success registry is just 0.16%, again, of just 2020's numbers. So like the National Weight Control Registry before it, it is highly likely that this study is simply finding commonalities among a few outliers. Inclusion Criteria in order to be included in this study, participants had to lose greater than or equal to 20.0621 pounds, or 9.1 kilograms, and they only had to maintain it for one year. The average maintenance period among the subjects was 3.4 years. About a century of research shows that people who lose weight tend to regain it within five years, so the fact that they've used inclusion criteria of less than that is questionable. It should also be noted that at the time of the study, the maintainers had gained an average of 13 pounds from their lowest weight, suggesting that the study authors and I have a different interpretation of the word maintain. Also, 67.3% of the maintainers were still categorized as, quote, overweight or, quote, obese. Now, these are nonsense categories made up to pathologize bodies based on size and drive profit to the weight loss industry and creating a lot of harm to those who are labeled as such. But I point this out because these are categories that are used by this industry to drive profit. I think it's important to know that two-thirds of this sample would still be targeted by Weight Watchers as potential customers, even though here they are considering them to be successes. Introduction. The first half of the first sentence of their introduction says, quote, modest weight loss can reduce long-term risk of cardiometabolic disease, unquote. There is no citation for this, and I assume that's because it's not a statement of fact. We've explored this myth before in this newsletter, and also that research shows that weight-neutral interventions provide greater benefits with fewer risk. For example, Gazer and Angadi found that increases in cardiorespiratory fitness and physical activity are consistently associated with greater reductions in mortality risk than is intentional weight loss. Right, back to the Weight Watchers study, the second half of their first introductory sentence admits that weight gain affects most individuals. Points for honesty there. Then they claim, quote, nevertheless, about 20% of individuals who have lost weight in the U.S. population are able to keep it off long term, unquote. 
and to take the points back. They cite three studies to support this claim. The first defines long-term weight loss as at least one year, ignoring that most people regain to baseline or above in years two to five. The second has a conclusion that literally states, quote, most women who lost a clinically significant amount of weight regained most of it, unquote. And the third only looks at a year of data and used a sample group who were 10% below their starting weight the year before they were studied without looking at whether or not they had already been regaining and found that 33.5% had regained weight. And while they claimed that 58.9% had maintained their weight, they defined maintaining as having regained less than 5% of weight. So people could regain weight, but still be considered maintainers. And again, this is only a year of data. This is a good example of how terrible research begets terrible research in weight science, all supporting diet industry profits. Every researcher in every one of these studies should know better, and citing them uncritically is inexcusable. This credibility is not helped by the fact that they also uncritically cite the National Weight Control Registry with its questionable science. Results. In terms of extrapolatability, I want to point out that 91.9% identified as female, 94.3% identified as white. Subjects were asked six open-ended questions, and only 12.9% of the subjects completed all of them. Subjects only had to complete one question to be included in the study. The questions were, what prompted you to start your weight loss attempt? Please describe. Um, 6,092 people, or 82.1%, answered that question. What currently motivates you to manage your weight? 5,710, or 77% answered. What is one piece of advice you would give to help someone succeed at long-term weight loss? 5,524 people answered 74.5%. What is the single most important thing in your life that has changed as a result of weight loss? 5,384 people or 72.6% answered. Please describe any negative consequences of successful weight loss. 4,761 or 64.2% answered. If applicable, please use this section to describe any other factors affecting your weight history that have not been addressed. 1,010 people or 13.6% answered. The most important thing to understand is that these questions are being answered by a tiny sample. Again, each question was answered by a percentage of a minuscule percentage of Weight Watchers total enrollment. This means that we actually have no idea if the information provided here has anything to do with these subjects' weight and maintenance. It's possible that the other 99.9 plus percent of their enrollment did exactly the same things as these people, but did not and will not maintain their weight loss as the research suggests they will not. Many of the responses focus on the desire to escape weight stigma and the fear of returning to it as motivators. This makes sense. Weight stigma is real and does real harm. What's heartbreaking is that Weight Watchers continues to both foment and profit from this weight stigma without actually providing significant long-term success to the vast majority of its customers, which doesn't distinguish it from the rest of the weight loss industry. A significant portion of the answers are about, quote, persevering unquote, in the face of things like, quote, plateaus and weight gain, unquote. This is important because even among this tiny group of successes, what may actually be happening is weight cycling, which could help explain why those so-called maintainers are an average of 13 pounds up from their lowest weight at the time of this study. The suggestion that people losing and gaining weight endlessly constitutes weight loss success and improves health is not supported by the evidence. In fact, weight cycling is independently associated with harm. I think that research and lived experience tells us that the best thing we could do for our physical and mental health is to ditch the weight loss paradigm. In healthcare and public health, we could move to a weight neutral and as soon as possible weight inclusive paradigm. 
And even if we can't end stigma, it's important to reconsider that we stop fighting our bodies on behalf of weight stigma and consider that we start fighting weight stigma on behalf of our bodies. Regardless, I would suggest that we stop trusting studies that are funded by the weight loss industry, but at the very least, we should demand far more from these studies than this. Did you find this newsletter helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future newsletters delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.